Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, folks? It's a, you know, let's call it an international player coming to the States edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is I, I am here. My name is Hootran. You can follow me on the Twitter at Hootran Superman or at Jazz High Notes number two. That's Jazz High Notes number two. Remade the Jazz High Notes Twitter account or repurposed one at least. And it doesn't really matter because the way Twitter works nowadays, my tweets don't even go out until two days later. So it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, some people call this guy the Zala of podcasting. Um, uh, he's he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. It's um, uh, Go This Is 49 and uh, of the Bus and Barker podcast. What's up, Jared? Hey, how you doing? Who? Not too bad, not too bad. You know, we haven't talked jazz in a while, so I feel like this is going to be cathartic for our soul. We get to go on. But, you know, big news, um, uh, NBA Day at least. Um, we're game three of the NBA Finals. And also um, uh, reports that Chris Paul about to be waived. Um, really interesting um, uh, that Chris Paul's about to wave. But before that, Jared, uh, I want to know um, uh, about some football news because um, apparently our podcast not only popular with the Lions, but very popular with uh, the Indianapolis Colts' um, uh, cornerback room. Um, Isaiah Rogers Senior, in particular, like, he loves using um, uh, BetOnline.ag. Um, you know, tell us a little more about that, um, uh, Jared. Well, hey, you know, BetOnline is your number one source for your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. You can get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs, from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. So get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Where, where the, the game, game starts. starts. Oh, my. I thought we were going to do that in, in, in synchronization. We were not in sync there. It's all right. We'll, we'll get better at it. Bet online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, so, yeah uh, you got to let me know if you're going to finish it off. I, no, I thought we were going to do it in sync. You know, I was just trying to sneak in there and it didn't work out. But uh, bet online. Thank you. Uh, thank you for um, uh, sponsoring uh, Hitting in the High Notes. And so now, uh, now that we got that out of the way, we talked Indianapolis Colts and gambling. Uh, Chris Paul. So Chris Paul um, sounds like he was going to get waived. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's technically waived yet, Jared. Uh, probably pretty smart in the uh, the Jazz, the Suns, to not waive him right now because, um, you know, like yeah, they, Chris, they, Chris Haynes might have pulled the trigger too quick. Uh, Shams seems to have. You know, clean that up a little bit. Said, yeah. hey, you know, they're exploring their options. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does uh, I saw a lot of tweets like that. Like, it doesn't make sense because, like, the Jazz, the Jazz don't have cap space until July first. Right. Um, and but if you if you if you waive Chris Paul right now, 
the Jazz have no chance of picking up that you know waiver option on Chris Paul. Uh, I mean, the, it, it's very unlikely that someone would pick up Chris Paul on waivers, but Chris Paul's on waivers, and if someone has money, um, they might do it. it it's, it's very weird. Like, uh, what is your take on Chris Paul possibly getting – because it sounds like he wants to go back to the Suns, and this is all very confusing to like, say, we're going to cut you but try to re bring you back in because it just sounds to me like Chris Paul's – if he stays with the Suns, is going to give up money in in some way. Yeah, it's confusing to me. Like, I, I don't know. Is this year not guaranteed? I mean, I, I looked at his contract. It said something like $15.8 million this year. And I was like, okay. Um, right. Like, I'm, I think I'm a Trib Jazz. Was, I'm a, uh, the non-Andy Larson Trib Jazz. Um, Eric, I'm a, tweeted out something like uh, his – so his contract's like 30-ish million. Uh, the full contract's $30 million. If he gets okay. cut, they save about $15 million. So that's not a that's not a nothing amount. Um, for both parties, right? Like fifteen right. million for the Suns uh, gives them a little bit bigger of a mid-level exception. Fifteen million dollars for Chris Paul is not nothing. That's 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 money, especially for a player who is older-ish. Um, so I mean, I mean, most guys at this age are looking to secure their last bag. Um, so it is very confusing. I don't really have a handle on it because you know, he might go back to the Suns. I mean, he. I guess there's there's some talk that he might go back to the Suns on a minimum contract, which I think is nuts. But it, maybe Chris Paul likes the Suns enough that he's like, yeah, here's money you can have back. Um, sure, I, it, it would be probably the first time in the history of the NBA that a guy is just willingly giving away fifteen million dollars just to stay with the team. But uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong about that. But I can't think of another situation where a player would do that. But um, it's interesting to say the least. So. Um, and then game three of the finals tonight, Jared. Um, uh, you know your your boys, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Some um, uh, you know another dominating win, uh, up two one. Um, how's your confidence level with the Nuggets right now? Oh, dude, they looked so good on the road in Miami tonight. It was that was like, I mean, wow. Like Joker, like that insane triple double where he had over like twenty rebounds, thirty points, and then you know ten assists, and then. It, did I did I see that right? That Jamal Murray had thirty four and and also had a triple double. Basically? Two triple doubles. Like, I'm uh, the first crazy. the first thirty twenty ten. I'm a triple double in NBA Finals history. Um, no, yeah. like, like I know that like last time we talked, you and you and Logan were like, oh, you were on board, but and I I said something like I'm not confident in the Nuggets. Um, and to clarify, like 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 at that point, you know, the, the Nuggets were probably the favorite. But like, if you told me if the Nuggets win the series, and you told me like, you know, they start another tournament, like, okay, cool. The day after the finals, all sixteen teams are going to go back into, um, you know, another playoffs. You know, same seating, everything. I would still not pick the Nuggets <laughs> to win the next championship. You know, um, and you know, m- m- maybe it's just I don't know if it's bias or what, what it is, but just, you know, I mean, they're they're a good team. They're, uh, but maybe it's, I, I think maybe the state of the NBA is that we don't have that. We don't have like super strong teams anymore. I, I still think the Bucks and the Celtics, um, you know, in a seven game series, them uh, might win, might might beat those guys, but they're not they're not in the finals right now. It's the Heat. So um, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, like the the way the Celtics went out this year, which is really strange. Like, um, yeah, that was that was really really odd. I mean, they beat the, and the Bucks just just it was really just really wild playoffs this year right with the with an eight seed facing the other the other the one seed in the other conference it's just crazy yeah and that, and uh, you know a one seed that you know at the beginning of the at the beginning of the playoffs i mean i feel like i wasn't out of pocket saying that i don't think the nuggets were you know the top four favorite you know i, I thought maybe there'd be two or three teams favored in front of the nuggets i mean some in the west even uh mm-hmm. might have been more favored than um uh, than the nuggets um, so, I mean, and as they, they had looked good in the playoffs, I, I, I will say that, but, uh, I also, you know, try not to have recency by a skew what I thought, you know, from a month ago to two months ago, three months ago. Um, yeah. and, but they, they have looked really good. Um, they, they, they're now two, one, um, any, any predictions that you want to give for this, uh, this series right now? Well, I think, um, before the series started, I was saying nuggets and six, and I think that's a fairly safe bet i mean it's it's hard to tell honestly i feel you know with the way the heat have just um 
surge in these playoffs. Like the Heat could rattle off three wins straight, you know, and like it's just, it's not out of the out of the question. Um, but the the Nuggets really felt like they they dug in on defense tonight and they really worked. Um, it, they were keeping Miami off the boards, all that stuff. Like they seem hungry, so. I don't know, man. I really, I really feel like Nuggets and Six is, is is a solid prediction. All right, I like. I like it. I mean, I I think let's go seven games. Let's just go seven games. I don't know. I don't know. Don't really. I mean, it is interesting because you know, if, if the Nuggets win, like, what did the Nuggets do this year that the Jazz cannot do uh, a couple years ago when the Jazz were the number one team in the NBA, right? Uh, they had a player that. Was like MVP caliber. Okay, and and and, and that's fair. Like it, it could be just that simple. Like the Jazz just didn't have an MVP on their team. Um, and I feel like they have some better um, defensive role players. Yeah, and and so it, it, it'd be interesting to like maybe take maybe sometime in the offseason so I can think about it because the Jazz um, a couple years ago number one team in the NBA just like the Nuggets are, and right. you know it, it wasn't a super strong Western Conference. Um, uh, there was there was some parity. I mean, there's been some parity in the league. Like this is what fans say they want. They want different teams. Like this is something like the fifth or sixth different matchup in the last seven years. Um, uh, finals matchup, you know, new champions, new matchups, and everything. So that's interesting. Uh, but I don't know. Has, has you as a fan have you felt like this has been? Because uh, I mean, I think the ratings and the number of people like that are watching are probably down. Which it is what it is. Um, but um, uh, you as a fan, or have you been enjoying the NBA more the last few seasons? I mean, it, it's hard to say because, like, like, I mean, I feel like the league as a whole has been, you know, it's been kind of, it's been fun. Um, I, I really, I really, I really like, I enjoy watching Steph Curry play and such. And but being a Jazz fan, you know, the way that kind of the team fell apart, that was that wasn't fun for me. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess it's kind of an, an inevitability. You know, at a certain point, when when the same group is together for for quite some time, and you you just keep top, uh, you know, your ceiling is the second round, and you just keep uh, just keep failing to get to that next level. Uh, feels like an inevitability, and if you know, obviously, I was calling for the Jazz to break up the team the year before they did it. So, um, yeah. Uh, I guess I mean just I mean it's it's weird because like seeing the Heat as an eight seed go just saying yeah what the hell and then and then yeah, them the regular beating season the, beating the odds a bunch of times is like all right yeah. okay cool I like I, again I'm, I had no confidence in the Heat from the first round series from till now yeah, um, yeah. I guess maybe against the Yan- not Yankees I guess the Knicks I thought maybe they um, uh, were probably the, the 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 favorite team in that one but yeah every other series man like I'm uh, just. They're kind of the scrappy underdogs, and it should make me feel better about the NBA. I don't feel. I, mean, I, I think I feel better than when the Warriors were running, running, um, uh, rough shot through the, the yeah, uh, yeah through the NBA. But I don't know. There's something. The NBA is a little bit broken, and I kind I don't know what it is that it needs to fix. But that's just me. So well, well um, I feel like I feel like there's not as many. Um, like I like I don't know. I I don't feel like this. These the superstars that they have in the league now are really uh, as marketable as peak LeBron James, peak prime, you know, Steph Curry. Even though Steph is still playing I mean, at an amazingly high level, I mean, like I think that's maybe the problem is that um uh, the league still is just so dependent on having superstars because like I mean it was no you know it, it's always been right uh, or pretty much been yeah. since you know it's Magic and Bird, yeah. and then it moved to Jordan. And yep. then they had that, like, it was supposed to be Tim Duncan, you know, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, that was sort yep. of kind of a weaker area. And then and then, then LeBron James came. So, uh, mm-hmm. and they don't, they, don't, they don't have anybody to really take the mantle yet. They, they have great players, but we're talking about marketability. And, I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm being unfair to Shaq and Kobe, but Duncan didn't have that um, uh, that marketability. And so it, it felt like the NBA suffered in that era. era. But, um Yeah, when the when the Shaq, I feel like when the Shaq and Kobe breakup happened is kind of when it felt like things took a step back because because Kobe was on the that team those teams that struggled for a while mm-hmm. and then until um, 
doctor busted his thing and put some put some other players around him. Um, yeah, so I, I get what you're saying for sure. Like it's it's, it's just different. Yeah, um, I mean Kobe probably should have been as big as um, Jordan and and LeBron. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's because those two were both in the same LA market and sort of ate into each other. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, and my memory, you know, I'm old now and that was a long time ago. So <laughs> my memory's, yeah. Uh, and I, I probably wasn't as plugged in as, as true. Uh, and I, right. And I also feel like, um, it's just, I don't know. It's different now because people are like everywhere. So like we didn't grow up in the era where it felt like, like, um, I don't know, so certain teams didn't feel as ubiquitous as they do now. Like, I feel like Jordan was like the only guy that felt like he was so super transcendent that he was just everywhere. You know, he had his own brand of shoes, like everything. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, and Kobe was big, like, uh, yeah. you know, he, he had his own line with Nike and stuff like that, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I know, he I didn't have a, he didn't have like a air Kobe, you know, spinoff. Right. Company, I, I, yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder why. And then I wonder what it was, but you know, I mean, he played, it's not like he didn't play in the biggest market. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, but, um, yeah, so let's um, let, you know, let's move on. Let's go to um, uh, you know you know we've talked some NBA that that's what you do on you that, that you know that's what you do on the bus in the bark, um, uh, yeah, the yeah, Buster in the yeah. bark podcast. Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk some jazz and um, uh, this is you know uh, compared to last off season, uh, I was going to look up when the Donovan and Rudy uh, trades happened, but I think they, those were July. Like this was sort of like last year. Last year we were all just like, oh boy, the jazz just. They sucked the life out of us that year. Um, you know, we were disappointed. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what was coming. Didn't know like the the, the whole blow up was was just around the corner. Um, and this year is uh, it's different. Like I mean, it's, it's spring. Things are growing in in our in our year of um uh, in our year of moist um, uh, um moistness, basically. Um, uh, you know, things are growing, and uh, the jazz. You know, hope springs eternal because they have three picks in this upcoming draft. Uh, something some people call it a very loaded draft um, with nine, sixteen, and twenty-eight. Um, the Jazz are doing a lot of secret workouts this year. They're not you know, they're not letting media come in. We you know, they're not announcing who's coming in. Um, you have to put tea leaves together and you know and do some social. Well, at least media some hunting. of the. At least some of the players are announcing it on their Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go, Dick, big, big Dick, in in, in Utah there. Um, <laughs> I think somebody he posted like, what would the headline be if the Jazz drafted Dick? Uh, <laughs> Dick you know, we, we, we might have to we might have to think of one before we leave here of, of a oh big, big, uh, big Dick headline um, uh, before we leave. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's one Grady Dick, right? He uh, he posted that he was in Salt Lake City the, the other day. Uh, I think um, uh, there was a, a leak report that Cam Whitmore um, yeah, was yeah. in town. Um, yeah. Bomani Jones, some of that Bomani, the guy from Is he up. the one who broke that? Well, Bomani Jones is the yeah. Uh, I'll have to look up his name. Anyway, so he was in, but he that guy's a that guy's like a second round pick. So it's interesting that the Jazz, but the Jazz are in a very unique situation. Because um, when the, he said Bomani Jones, I thought you were talking about the reporter. Like, right, it's, <laughs> Bo, it's something. It's not Jones, uh, but yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's where your your um, um your your mind goes to first. Um, okay. <laughs> But um, uh, the Jazz are in such a unique position because they have a pick in the you know the, in the tens, the nine, you know number nine. They have a pick in the mid tens. They have a pick uh, mid teens, mid tens, mid teens. They have a pick in the late twenties. So basically, they get to like bring in people from all over the board. Um, uh, uh, Cam Whitmore, I think, is right now slated somewhere in the top five. Like you know, a lot of mock drafts have him top five, but yeah, uh, yeah. close so enough five, that the two, Jazz, seven or yeah, the Jazz are interested in him, obviously, and. Close enough that you know either he is using the Jazz as a warm up workout or saying okay this is a team that if I drop you know I don't want to drop below them or yeah, it's like they're my safety team if I can if, if they want to trade up and they they have the assets to do it they might do that so right. um, I don't know what it is you know I don't know what the story is but hey he, at least it was reported that he was in town and had a workout yeah shout, so. shout out to our guy jazz jargon he's all over the yeah, <laughs> he does more train. <laughs> he does like, he, he's 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 tweeting out every day and i'm uh uh you know maybe, maybe i'll dunk on him here in just a second but um <laughs> yeah so what are you what are you looking for in this year i mean like last year the jazz had no draft picks danny h joked about how like oh boy last year was really boring because they had no draft picks 
Um, and the Jazz are rarely in a, like they've only been in the lottery like ten times or something. They ha- it's not a lot of times that the Jazz have been in the lottery, uh, and not a lot of times they have they've had a top ten pick, um, which depending on how you look at it, is a, a good or or bad um, uh, um, uh, way to look at it. But uh, is there like anybody or anything in this draft that's really interesting to you uh, right now? Well, I feel like um, that they're. The Jazz definitely feel like they need a guy who can create, um, you know, a guy who can get dribble dribble penetration, kind of get to the rim, put pressure on the rim there, you know, so that they can take advantage of the the, you know, just open up the offense. Because I feel like one thing that uh, Markman struggles with, you know, is is you know being able to dribble drive, you know, take back, and so they need to add. A guy that can compliment him, you know, also get him the ball in, in his spots. You know, a, a guy that can, you know, grow into maybe a floor general type or you know a number one option on the team. Because, uh, because, don't don't get me wrong, I love Laurie, but I feel like he's a number two on a title team, maybe. Like I, I'm not even, and I'm not even sure if that's true because I've never seen him do it in the playoffs. So it's you know it's a question mark. Um, you know, so I, I feel like there's, I mean, there, we're looking for wing players. We're looking for maybe a lead guard. That's, that's oh. interesting. Uh, I mean, like I, 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 and admittedly, I avoid watching tape. I avoid watching college basketball. Um, mm. I think it's a waste of time for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, I don't enjoy much college basketball. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll watch a random Utah State Aggie game because I went there, but I will watch, you know, maybe a couple of March Madness games. Um, um, yeah, I'm just, mostly the same. I don't watch I as much college. I won't. I won't be watching a lot of and and, and watching tape. Um, it, it's watching tape is, is fine, um, but a lot of times you're watching highlights and um, you know former director of, of personnel um, for the Jazz, Walt Perrin, would just say he's like, don't show me the highlights of players. Show me their lowlights. Show me, yeah. show me um, uh, what they're not good at, and I can tell you if it's something we can fix. And uh, you know, Kevin Costner, uh, Sonny Weaver, you know, says in the draft day, he's like, um, uh, find out what this player's thing is, and and find out if it matters. You know, like everybody has a weakness. It's NBA skill, yeah, right. Yeah, find his, find out NBA's... find out what matters, and uh, see, see if it's something that you can live with. See if it's something that you can you fix, or uh, something that you don't think matters that much. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's um, my, my so I, I don't like to waste my time. Um, I don't like to waste my time uh, watching tape or, or really digging into these draft prospects uh, because, like, I, I feel like it's not it's not only like a, a minuscule piece of information. If I'm a jazz, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the jazz scouts like they, they have the same tape. And everything, right? But they have, right. asked, you know, they're gonna have interviews with the players. They're gonna have workouts with the player. Um, so I might. And make I feel them... like those those in person workouts are, are really valuable, right? That's I mean, a lot it's, of it's all it's that all, we don't have access yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's all the stuff that they that they have. And so me me going out there, going, hey, I, I spent my you know I spent thirty hours searching YouTube, searching all these things, reading draft analysis about player X, and saying, boy, you know, this is the guy I think is gonna be be, be him. And giving you opinion that's based off maybe ten percent of the information that um, people who are hired to do the job uh, have, and so that's a, you know you're probably not going to see me on either of my Twitter accounts really saying like oh hey look at this guy like every, every, once in a while I'll see a cool highlight I'm like hey you know you know tweet this out but it's really not a guy that I put uh, towards that so um, is there anybody, is there anybody at nine or anybody that you've seen in the in Jazz Twitter in the echo chamber that we're in there you're like oh boy I'm interested in that name uh well. F- a couple names that interest me. Um, so one I've heard tossed around a lot is Anthony Black. Uh, just he he looks like an incredible def- defensive player, and you know they're basically trying to look on work look on helping him fix his shooting form and shot is what is what I was what I'm understanding from what what people are saying about him. Um, and then you know another name I keep hearing is Hendricks, and it's like okay, you know I I, I don't know enough about either of these guys, but but I feel like Anthony Black, like if his if his floor is being just 
a great defender and then like a so-so offensive player that that's like that's something the jazz need they need more defenders um but you know uh, we're probably not going to pick this high again for a while so we i mean the jazz just need to load up on talent right <laughs> so, so what it comes down to. and then those are names yep we've heard that and you know you said something i thought was interesting you said i'm a f- shoot fixing a shooting whoa oops that was loud <laughs> fixing a shooting form and um like is, is that something that you can live with? You, can you live with somebody with a with a really like how bad of a shot can you live with? That's a good question. <laughs> that's why I host a um, podcast. Yeah, um, that I mean that's that is a fantastic question. I, I would say that. Uh, I mean, I can live with the Sean Marion shot. <laughs> could you live that's with a bad could, shot? Right? Could you live with another Ronnie Brewer? Oof, oof, oof! I don't think so. I mean, because that's the thing is, I like Brian Brewer. You know, solid player, played played a lot of years. Um, you know, just had a really broken shot, um, and something that maybe they thought they could work on, and it just never got better. Really. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that happens to a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, as I think, like, so we're we're talking about Anthony Black, right? Um, yeah. Anthony Black, and then like a, a broken shot. Uh, but yeah, you know, like he has a broken shot, but man, he does a lot of other things well. But man, if he has a broken shot, like how broken, yeah. you know, is be it? The next Stanley Johnson, basically. Yeah. So like, I mean, because because that 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 could be, you know, that's something like oh, we can work on that at the next level. But like these guys are nineteen, twenty. These guys are people who've been playing for, you know, fifteen years AAU tournaments, playing every day uh, of their lives for the last fifteen mm-hmm. years, and nobody's thought to like, hey, we should work on their shot now. Like, 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 all right, we'll wait till they get to the NBA before we start working on their shot, yeah. you know? Yeah, right. Um, and so, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Anthony Black's not the right guy. I have, I, again, I have no clue. Like, they're all just, they're all the same people to me. Unless you're Victor, um, and unless you're maybe Scoot. Uh, Victor, and, Scoot, and, and Miller. And Brandon, Brandon Miller. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Bing, Bing, Brandon Miller. Um, you know, like, I, I probably don't have an opinion of those guys. Like, those guys are probably the guys I think that are, you know, most likely, and they, again, they might they might, but everybody else after that, sort of in the same tier, like, all right, you know, they, they might be good, they may not be good. I don't have enough information to really say I think I don't know, that man. You've be... been you've been saying like the Thompson twins for, for like forever. Yeah, and, and but again uh, Amen and again uh again Amen and, and uh, uh, Asar. Yeah. <laughs> we learned their names. Um yeah. uh Amen and, and and well but the reason I've been saying them is because they've been talked about uh being like top five in this class for a while. Like my opinion is only based off what other people were talking about, you know, preseason, and I I try gotcha. to put that in mind. Like, all right, cool. These are people that, peop that people who are in the know, people who are smart, people who do right. watch more of this. These are people that okay, before anything's been out here, these are kind of the people that like we like okay. because of because of um, uh, intangibles, like stuff like their athleticism, their their body type, things like Victor is number one because. He's, you know, you're not gonna find four. another. You're not gonna find another seven four, center that can move and do things that he he does. You know, there, there you know, Incredible. there's other things yeah. that, but you know, Jason Tatum is as good as he is. He cannot be Victor Wembanyama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, because because he just doesn't have those same physical tools. Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's why I mean, those guys are kind of in a different. Um, and it, it might be um, one of these guys, Black or Hendricks or. Uh, Jackson, uh, Dick, um, you know, one of the top the Thompson twins are are falling, which yeah, you know, again, sounds great, right? Like you think you would think I'd be jumping for joy that um, Azar or Amen, uh, Azar, Azar, and or Amen might be falling to nine. Amen uh, to that. What's up? <laughs> amen to that. Yeah, and, and um, uh, they might be falling to nine, but I'm like again, if they're falling, there there could be a reason they're falling, right? Um, you know, I, I don't, True. I don't necessarily love when people fall. It's, it's cool. And so this is, again, why I kind of put um, uh, my mind, you know, I, I just kind of wait, you know, I, I'm going to wait and see, you know, obviously whatever I say on this, uh, I, you know, unless Danny Angels is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bored on this plane ride. Let me download a podcast for some, for some dumbasses on, on Twitter. And I'm a uh, boy. Yeah. These guys have, you know, like, you know, my opinion is not going to matter to what they're going to do. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I just like to talk. and th- I do like to think about the draft, though, because, you know, so here's an interesting um, question for you. So where's that, where was that mock draft I pulled up? 
up my computer, slowing down my computer, slowing down. Uh, let's just say, uh, um, is it from like Jason Cavoni with I don't the ESPN? I, I just t- I just typed in NBA mock draft. Um, let's see what pops up here. Uh, let's go. Let's go Yahoo Sports from two days ago. All right. All right, so um, Yahoo. Yahoo. This one has uh, this one has Nick Smith Jr. at from Arkansas. All right, um, let's say Jalen Hood uh, Shafino, right? The 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 guard, the six six uh, freshman from Indiana. So okay. he's right, right now at the 15, 15 mark. No, no, no. Let's let's go Kobe Bufkin from uh, from Michigan, six mm-hmm. four sophomore. Um, Kobe. Uh, he's he's slated in, in the Yahoo mock draft at number nineteen. Kobe. Um, what if you know? Again, the Jazz are bringing guys from the nine range to five range, obviously from all the way to the twenty eight range. So they might be bringing him in. Uh, let's say they, they're going to bring him in. Uh, let's say you're a scout, uh, Jared. You're a scout. Seen the video. You've seen the mock drafts. You had Kobe come in, and you're like, well, you're blown away. You think he's the you you think he's actually Kobe Bryant incarnate. Um, uh, he's so good. Uh, he's six four. You're like, oh wow, this guy, this guy can handle the ball. This guy can shoot. This guy, we think he is the best prospect we've had out of everybody that we we brought in. Um, and let's say all the, the all the mock drafts have him around nineteen, right? Draft night comes around. Everything's kind of going the way you think it's gonna go. Number nine comes up, and you have a chance to to take uh, Kobe Bufkin or. Um, uh, let's see, Jarrace uh, Walker, Jarrace Walker, or um, Grady Dix there, that Bilal um, Koulibaly uh, from France is there. Jordan, like uh, a lot of people are there that are at nine. Um, uh, who do you take? Well, I feel like say hmm. one of the Thompsons is there. Say 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 Azar. Oh man, I I I'd go with Azar. Honestly, you would. I mean, okay, yeah. but no, 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 not you as a fan. You as you, Oof, I mean, as, a, as, scout, as a scout, you, I would you probably scouted. have to go with Buffkin, who I thought I was the, the best guy. Right, yeah, like I'm a because you, like you you wouldn't wait till you you wouldn't wait till sixteen. Right, if that if I think that he's the top player on my board or whatever that's, that's there, then why yeah, would you that's... why would you not wait? Yeah, uh, well, like honestly, you don't always have intel of what the other teams behind you, like who they no, found. Very the smartest like, thing you've ever said on this podcast. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the team right behind you could be like, oh, man, I know they love Buffkin, and they might pass on him, so I'm gonna, we're going to swoop in and grab him. Like, you never know, man. Just, and and this comes out, like, there, there are people who are going to... Vontae Mack, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Vontae Mack, no matter what. Like, um, if you just believe, like, um, I, I see this on Twitter a lot right now in the echo chamber, like, okay, we can get these guys here, here, and here. Um, and they're putting them in tears. They're doing all this stuff, and that's that's great. I, mean, I I do that in my own personal life. I do that when I make my boards. I do that when I do fantasy football. But fantasy football is not NBA drafting, um, you know. And I think a lot of people would be disappointed if um uh, they took Kobe Bufkin at nine. You know, you would see the keyboard words come out like, "Oh my God, that guy could have been there at 16. We, we don't know that. We don't know if he would be there at sixteen. Um, you know, and our jobs are on the line. Like if if. If Donovan Mitchell, um, <laughs> um, uh, right, he, he had to go. He went thirteen, um, but you know the Jazz had the twentieth pick. Like the Jazz didn't wait around and say, "Oh, he might drop to 20. Like they went and get when got him. Um, you know, this is a little bit different because the Jazz have the sixteenth pick, and he the, he might be there sixteen, but maybe the Mavericks like him. Maybe 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 um, uh, somebody else likes him enough to trade up to get him. Uh, you, know, you know, maybe you know there's there's a lot of things that if you think he's the best player. If he's the best talent available, uh, again, we don't have all the information. We don't have the workouts. We don't have the interviews. Um, and the Jazz aren't going to give us any of that this year. Um, there's a chance that, as a Jazz fan, you might be disappointed in the number nine pick. Right. Um, and, but, and I totally agree with you there. Because, like, yeah, it's like you said, we don't have the information that they're we, – right. we've got completely different sets of information yeah. from what they're working with. So, And in fantasy football, you kind of do have the information – uh, like I mean, like hey, I have the tenth pick in the in the first round. Uh, I know I can skip this guy because he's probably going to be there. Like I, I I don't think the guys behind me are going to draft this guy because, you know, there are lists. Those lists are those lists are put out by um uh, you know people you know we all, we're all reading that same list. 
the lists that are mock drafts are being put out are being put out by educated writers that don't exactly know what all 30 teams really know. You know, right. some of them are educated. Yeah, some some of them are gonna be right, but they're gonna be wrong in a lot of places too. Um, and you well, know, and with fantasy, you also have the advantage of these people are already drafted. Say one more time, like uh, you started. Say one more time, you started. To do that oh, stuff. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, fantasy football, you also have the advantage of these people are drafted to a team. You, uh, you have a pretty good idea of whether or not they're gonna start. You know what kind of reps they're gonna see. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you have so much more information. Right. Um, like, yeah. like, cause the fantasy football churn is like, like, there, there's so much coverage on that end, and it just the draft and like the, what the NBA teams are doing, you just you don't have the same level of like right. insider like, knowledge. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm, I'm trying. To, yeah, yeah. The point is like we're, we're trying to say that, you know, it's not the same. You get, you can't say like, oh, hey, like I would do this in fantasy football. It's not the same as saying, okay, I'm gonna do this in NBA because in fantasy football you lose, you just reset the next year. Right. If if in in basketball if you pass up on on uh, Giannis, you're you know you don't get another chance next year to, to get him. You know, like mm-hmm. you know th- those guys, those guys go back in the pool the very next year. These guys, you know, they're on your team for you know probably seven-ish years at least uh, for the most part if if you resign them. Um, yeah, so like I'm uh, you know like the the the, the Mavericks right, famously um, I have that story that they really liked the. Giannis at 13, but traded out of that draft pick. And they're probably kicking themselves uh, to this day because they, they did that. Um, and and you don't want to do that as a GM. Like, you don't want to be like, you, you, could, you, you, you could. You could gamble. You're like, you know what? I, I want this guy. And well, I'm hoping. They can have more titles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, another title. You know, uh, you, you could play the game and hope that he falls to 16 because he might. But. You have no idea. You have no idea, and you, you you can spend the next hour and fifteen minutes just kind of hoping and waiting that your best guy, your diamond in the rough, um, is, is sitting there. Um, and we, we see that in the drafts a lot. And um, uh, you know, and and, the, and you you'll lose. You're gonna lose a press conference. You're gonna lose. Uh, you're gonna lose the ESPN articles. Like they'll come up like, oh, the Jazz drafted so and so. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, eight spots, eight spots too high, and then you know you, you get asked oh. that in the in the press conference, like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, you drafted somebody it's... that might have been there at 16. Um, yeah, and those those are always so weird that like like winning a draft or whatever, and it's like you don't really know if you won or lost the draft until like yeah, I mean, it's, years it's, later, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. So like we we think and you, you give points to these things, and um, uh, you know, nobody knows, but. Um, so I'm just I guess I'm putting that out there. Maybe I'm speaking into existence that the Jazz might draft somebody that's very high on their board that's low in these mock drafts, um, because like you know you talked about like the Jazz just need talent. Like you know I, I don't like when people are like, well, what do you think the Jazz need? I'm like, I think the Jazz need to get a superstar, and um, uh, I don't care if they play the same position as Walker Kessler. I don't care if they um, uh, play the same play the same um, uh, position as uh, Lauren Markkinen. Um, you just make it work. It, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, like you wouldn't pass on John Morant if you had Steph Curry, you know. But right, right, like, like available. Yeah, you just take you take the talent and then you figure it out. Um, worst case scenario, like you have to maybe maybe you have to trade somebody. That's that that is a possibility. But at least if you trade somebody, you can get assets back for um, uh, something else. Um, but um, uh, you can't you can't do that if you have the lesser talent. Um, uh, you, you can't get the same uh, the same return on investment at lesser talent. Uh, yeah, and the NBA, the NBA really is just about, you know, you, you get two I to think, three really good players. And I then think that's just, part of the reason why everybody would be, like, disappointed if, if the Jazz took Grady Dick at nine. Right. Because yeah. it's like you feel like he's, like, a lesser talent. Like, he's a high floor, low ceiling type of guy, it feels yeah. like. He, he might be. I, I Like, I, I've seen him both ways, and I, I can't tell you. Like, again, I, I don't watch Grady Dick video. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Like, yeah, that's just what I keep hearing. But there's a there's, there's a lot. There's, there he, he Grady Dick is probably one of the most divisive players, um, in the draft. Uh, you know he's he's a small forward. He he shoots he he, he shoots the lights out of the building. Everybody worries about his athleticism and, and all this stuff. And they're doing it off you know combine numbers and mm-hmm. you know the combine, which is as, as Chris Harris, Chris Harris calls it the the underwear Olympics, right? Like. The NFL Combine, um, it's just like, what do you really learn from the NFL? You, you know, it's, it's something to, like, pass the time before the actual draft. Um, you know, we see guys with bad Combine numbers all the time do well. 
we see guys that have great combine numbers do well. So that tells me that it doesn't necessarily matter. Combine numbers mm-hmm. don't necessarily matter because if you have uh, on both ends of the spectrum amazing players, then it doesn't. The data is not telling you what what it should tell you. So, um, yeah. So like Gray Dick, you know, Gray Dick is, is a good example because I don't know. He, you know, he 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 probably can go somewhere in that nine to well. I shouldn't say that. The mock drafts have him slated anywhere to go from like eight to like thirteen or so. If the if the Jazz are going to get him, it'll probably have to be with that ninth pick. And some people are going to be very happy. Some people are going to be very angry, sad. Um, uh, and you know, my advice is just always be angry at the Jazz. That's what I've done <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for the past uh, four years. Sure, you will. <laughs> and that's where I've been, and so I'm, uh, you get you get to you get to accept this much faster if you're just angry at the jazz all the time. But um, yeah, like there's, I mean, this your is default a, to just accept that they're going to disappoint you, and you always will. Yes, <laughs> that they did. But yeah, that's that, that is um, uh, where I'm at with the jazz right now. It's just like like hey, they, you know, it might be okay. You know, I, I don't know who the draft pick is, and I, I I'm just hoping like they're they're doing a lot of secrecy. Um, you know, as somebody who works in the media. Not being able to go and get draft pick sounds after the warm, warm uh, their workouts suck. Like it's like, all right, this is great content that I could have, and then maybe gives more people like you know it would give fans a little more insight. Like, oh boy, I like that answer, or oh boy, like you know this is, or it, it might just even um, uh, you know help their confirmation bias. Whatever it is, you know us in the media are not getting it this year, um, and maybe it works. Maybe it'll, maybe it will work for um, the. Uh, uh, the jazz, like secrecy, um, is not always the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to keep everything in house, uh, it, it does make it for like you know, like jabronis like you and I, have to sit around and speculate if Donovan and Rudy hate each other or not. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, it gives us content. But yeah, like I'm, uh, you know, always being truthful, like you know, not tipping your hand to another team because now you know, like say 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 I'm, uh, say the Jazz do love Kobe Buffkin. You know, again, just or pick, just pick a name, Gigi Jackson. Pick, pick a name right. that's some of the hat, teams, yeah. some of that you know is not being shown in the nine in the, in the nine range. Uh, Derek Lively, right? Um, maybe the Jazz do love yeah. that guy at nine, but they're so secretive that you know the the Mavericks are like, oh my god, there's no way the Jazz like this guy, right? Like he's gonna drop to us, and then you take that pick and you scoop for the Mavericks, um, and then the Mavericks freak out. Like like that could happen because the Jazz are so secretive. Like you don't want to give. Like this is a Game of information um, uh, nowadays, and I mean, we we showed old video of uh, Frank Layden like pre-draft, like having the uh, reporters come in and like this is our board. I think it was uh, Daryl Griffith or something. It was on their like number one guy. Um, like that's, oh, wow. that's crazy, right? Like that, that, like he's showing you the draft board. This is like a week before the draft. Um, Holy crap, dude! Yeah, this is the eighties. Like you know, obviously. Like, I mean, the information just wasn't as wildly traveling that fast. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's no internet. Like, I mean, but, but I mean, you, you, you could have thought of, like, you know, maybe there's a Mavericks fan living in Utah watching KSL at the time going, oh, I actually know a, a beat reporter that and lives in Dallas. All the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, make a long distance phone call. Tell them, like, hey, this cost me five bucks a month, a, month uh, a minute, but you'll listen to this info, you know, like, you know. But, um, yeah. So it, it's, it is crazy that. You know, times are different, but yeah, like, and this is, I mean, the Jazz being secretive about stuff is not new. The Jazz being secretive about the draft is pretty new. Like, I mean, we usually had um, uh, some good intel on guys, and, uh, you know, uh, even two years ago, like, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, here, here are the 10 guys coming in for the Jazz for this workout, right? Um, and this year, you're not, even, you're not even getting that, so it's a, it's a little crazy. Um, and um, I, I don't know, how, how do you feel about jazz keeping their secrets well it's interesting that like like the stories we would get before is like dennis Lindsay's like don't tell anybody how good this workout was you know about donovan mitchell or you'll be fired um but it's like this version of the jazz like don't we don't even want anybody to know who's actually like i don't i, I don't i can't tell how much of that is like they're Part of it's like they're testing the players. Yeah, Danny, them, Danny, know. Danny Ainge is out here giving He's information to games, man. giving like information. I'm um, uh, 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 Targaryen style, um, uh, not Targaryen. Um, uh, who are the other guys? People, uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones in a long time. Uh, the he, he, he's like the White Tower. 
from uh, from uh, uh, um, Robert Jordan novels, Wheel of Time. He's <laughs> like an Aes Sedai, <laughs> keeping a bunch of secrets. Yeah, he's uh, he's out there doing it. Um... Uh, Tyrion Lannister style, where he's like giving information to three different people, and then the, the information that gets out—that's that's how he knows who who the mole is, basically. Um, oh, smart, smart! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrion Lannister was the uh, the smartest man in uh, in West Westbury or whatever they called that place. Westbury, uh, 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 Massachusetts, I believe. Um, uh, all, oh. all my Game of Thrones knowledge has like just really after like the final scene, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I like the show. I just didn't really care <laughs> too much about it so um uh, i do i can make a reference but like yeah I, I probably will not go watch that show again um but yeah so the jazz jazz are doing some some secret workouts and so we we don't know who it is and uh i think you and i both agree just really good i mean even if they like like lively right is a center um that's moving up draft boards and people are like well I, i've seen like jazz jargon right like again you know jazz jargon love the guy he's he, he's a great guest. He does a lot of good work. Um, he, he's putting a lot of work, putting, putting out, doing his own. Um, again, but I think he's only working with 10% of the information. Um, you know, being a tweet, Twitter scout, Twitter GM is great, but, you know, when you don't have all the information, I, it's hard for me to be like, all right, yeah, this is this is my guy I'm going to go to. And, and, you know, we'll invite guys on to talk about it because 10% information is more than the 0% information that you're going to get from me. So... Um, <laughs> We'll have and then we'll, we'll have names. We'll talk about names and why, why people like them or not. But I, I, I'm using this podcast time to be like, all right, hey, there's a chance the Jazz pick somebody out of left field. Maybe somebody that you know had a second round round grade um, because that's who they like the most. And maybe they hit on, maybe they hit on another Donovan Mitchell. Maybe they hit on another um, uh, uh, Udoka Azabuki. So, um, Gordon Hayward maybe. The ninth pick, ninth pick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hayward. I mean, hey, it, it's weird because, like, you know, and again, you know, we're, we're already going along with this podcast anyway. But we'll have to go talk about like where we, you know, like the tiers that we have, I guess. And uh, maybe we'll do it when we get some guests on here and talk about the people and and who they are. Because, you know, unfortunately, I think the Jazz. You know, again, I've been saying it for four or five months now. Like ever since the Jazz stopped. You know, really trying to like really get a, a good pick like they're, they're just gonna have to get lucky and they might you know, there's you know they're, they're playing a lottery pick or playing playing uh, a lottery that has you know maybe two or three more jackpot winners than a normal lottery like a normal lottery maybe you get one maybe half um, uh, mm-hmm. you, if you miss one year one year you, you might get next year maybe there's three lottery you know jackpots in this uh, in this uh, draft and you know three is bigger than one so you know if you just hit on one of those three great um, again, I'm just making up numbers, but um, to to talk about my point here, but um, uh, yeah. So if, if the Jazz do it, and if not, maybe they maybe they t- they turn to really good role players like Jamal Murray. Like I don't think is a top thirty five player, but you know he's showing that he can maybe top forty forty five. If you put him with a top five player, he looks a lot better than he is, right? So maybe you can know the Jamal Murray. You know, I I don't know. So. Um, you know that that's not a point that I made very clearly, but um, uh, still. Uh, all right, Jared. Well, any, anything other draft um, uh, thoughts that we need to to get through today? Um, just that. Uh, when is when is how, how far into June is the draft? Is it like June twenty second. Twenty second. Let's see. Because I believe I have a I work that day. And so the NBA draft is June twenty second. Look at me. So that's two weeks away. All right. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's co- uh, coming up quick. Yeah, yeah. So two weeks away, the Jazz. Uh, and you know, there's gonna be some movement. So we'll we'll probably have to amp up the number of episodes in the next couple of weeks to kind of get some people in here and talk about names and prospects and everything. And um, you know, you know, Logan decided to decline coming on this podcast because. He thought he had to know something about the draft, and ironically, he had to know nothing about this draft, and that would have made it uh, yeah, for he, a better he, episode. He knows as much as we do. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know anything. I mean, you know, and no, again, no offense to all the Twitter GMs and Twitter, Twitter um, uh, scouts out there. I know you've done a lot of work, but you don't know anything either. So <laughs> it's, it's fine. And it's okay. It's okay not to know stuff. It's a good hobby to have. So uh, anyway, Jared, um, where can they find you on the Twitter, Twitterverse? 
the bus bus embarker b u s s b a n d b a r k e r bus embarker that's where you can locate me yeah you get to talk about mba on there um uh, I, I like how you just like the abandon one twitter yeah and just like you know i'll take this one now and it's the same well, Twitter. <laughs> i mean there's there less, less followers like i don't know it, it's it's less of a draw to be on there as much and so yeah it's just i don't know I'm I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be, and it's kind of nice. Right. Well, uh, I mean, you know, know, like we're supposed to unplug in our, um, I uh, I hope that we make enough bet online money to um, uh, get these um, Apple headsets so we can start doing our podcasts uh, that way. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and then like we'll we'll see each other on yeah, the headsets. Yeah, we'll see the, on the headsets and people people other people who have thirty five hundred dollars laying around. So uh, again, thank you to Bet Online for um, sponsoring hitting the high notes uh, jazz talk. Uh, again, find me um, at my new podcast um, uh, Twitter account at Jazz High Notes Two, the number two. That's at Jazz High Notes the number two. Um, again, it doesn't matter because every time I try to tweet anything, it just kind of gives me a gray, like it gives me the line. And usually, you know, that line is, is we, we live in the 5G era. The line should, it's like, zoop, go quickly. And nope, it just, just, just kind of dies. I'm like, okay, cool. My tweet's never going to get sent. So I can't send, I can't send GIF gifts. I can't do, I can't send anything. I can't even send Have, you, have you tried like uh, clearing the cache or whatever on the app? There's somebody was telling me that like that helps. <sighs> so much trouble to like, to, uh, like, for, uh, yeah, like to delete the app and then reinstall the app. And like, I'm trying to like, do I even care that much? I'm like, okay, it's annoying. But yeah. then I'm like, am I annoyed enough to actually do something about it? Probably not. And that's just because I'm old and lazy. So yeah, that's uh, that's how we do. So uh, thanks for joining us, folks. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. So, yeah, I really, they, I really they, do, they do have a spicy one over at, the, at, like at their tin too. I want to try. It's got like roasted Ooh. jalapenos on it. Ooh, so. yes. A good spicy you know, burger usually is the right uh, Like I'll go, to, I'll go to Red Robin. And they have like eight burgers too. Um, oh, I nice. go to the dessert, and, but like I'm talking about red meat, like I, I'm, my body already hurts. So, oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to 39 here in just a few months, so man, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm basically dead. So uh, you're basically dead. Yeah, but I, uh, I do love a good burger. So um, uh, yeah. yeah.